Well, anyway. So, but speaking of long hair. Oh, yeah. Or hair again. Yesterday, after you know, we got to downtown and I, picked, I rode my lift home. Yeah. The person who drove me, his name was Igor. He had some pretty fabulous hair. It was down to shoulder length mm-hmm. um, with a nice little wave. And then we ended up picking up somebody else named Fergus who also had awesome hair. Not long, but it was curly. And I was realizing that I was in a car full of 80s villains. <laughs> Action movie villains. Like, might be B-movie. Could be a blockbuster. But, you know, Igor and Fergus. Igor and Fergus. With uh, <laughs> with appropriate, appropriately, like, uh, styled hair. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, or welcome to the Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, my name is Anton, and I am a father of two kids. Ginny, who is five years old, and Ellis, who is a little bit over two right now. Um, and I recently got a haircut, and um, it kind of looks like it was a kind of kind of haircut that I would get in in junior high. <laughs> so, <laughs> just trying to, I guess, just relive my youth, man. Maybe it's a you know, one of those uh, midlife crisis things. I mean, you know okay. my hair's. I mean, you know my hair's long. So right now it's long. So I was like, you know, I kind of like the length, but I really hate like the sides in the back. Yeah, like, it's all like long and hard to kind of manage. So I told the lady today, who's really good. I was like, hey, so I don't, I don't. This is the problem that I have. And she's like, all right, cool. So she <laughs> basically gave me like a low fade. Um, but mm. still undercut so that I have like, I could still have the length. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I was like, oh man, I look like I'm in sixth grade or something or seventh grade, maybe even freshman year, but like way fatter and older, <laughs> and, you know, you're, uh, rich with family happiness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm John. I am the father of one, Malcolm, who is almost two and a half years old. And I think that half is going to be a big deal moving forward. Um, just because they're, he's, he's growing so fast and uh, cognitive ability and emotional uh a stability, I should say. No, probably not stability. Managing his emotions are going to be really interesting over the next, I guess, for the rest of his life, but in particular <laughs> as he's learning. Or definitely turned the corner way, way, way a few months ago from him being a baby. Um, yeah, man. He, you know, he's only like a few months older than Ellis, and he's pretty advanced. Yeah, I don't. 
I appreciate you saying that because we obviously don't have any other real time um, uh, comparisons since you know he's he's our only one. I mean, we've seen your kids and we've seen other kids, our friends' kids grow up, but you know we didn't get to see them every day. Right, and you also like you don't have the frame of reference of like when they started to really talk and converse and you know like that can all happen you know you know with with uh, ellis we've noticed that he was a a lot a little slower to talk than Ginny was yeah um Ginny was much more advanced with uh with speaking and understanding and things like that but ellis a little bit slower but we did notice that Ellis is way more advanced physically than Ginny was at, at that age too. So, yeah. you know, whatever. That's probably because he's learning from Ginny. That's what they say about the younger ones, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly. But yeah, anyway, if you... Uh, definitely looking forward to more stories of of Malcolm and his his growth. Yeah, he's a character. He's he he makes us chuckle all the time, even when we're trying to discipline him. We have to we we do a lot of looking at each other and chuckling and smiling, and then looking at him and like hiding it from him, and then looking at him with our serious faces because <laughs> he's amusing us at the same time, you know, challenging us, sure, and annoying us. Um, but it's like we say. A lot of times during the week, we're like, this guy's so cute. <laughs> Even when he's being a little um, toddler, you know? Who, yeah, definitely. Who he's supposed to be at this age. And he's moving around right now. I heard, heard him rustling and uh, crying a little bit. But he's oh, okay. sort of settled back down now. That was him. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was actually on my side, so. Yeah, no, that was on my side. But talking about hair, I was talking to somebody about this a, a few weeks ago. I'm like, since I can't really grow hair on the top of my head anymore, I mean, I'm not completely bald, but it's definitely like uh, really light up there. You know, it's the the end of the civil civilization up there. Right. <laughs> um, I'm like, I wish the rest of my hair, because my hair is really thick, right? Yeah, I wish I wish the rest of my head would just like stop growing hair too, so I don't have to cut my hair so often. Yeah, that's true. I'm on the other side of that. I wish I could grow long hair again, but I'm totally fine with not. It's more of just a maintenance uh, annoyance now. Yeah, like it was funny because like. I was growing it out because I was like, yeah, you know, every now and again or every five to eight years, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to grow my hair. And then, you know, it just kind of fell into a window where, like, I didn't have to look good for work or I didn't have any, like, weddings to be in pictures in or whatever. So I was like, oh, let's just let it grow. I can just wear hats and until whenever, right? Yeah. So I got to the point where, I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is probably going to, I'm going to have to trim some of this. And then, um, then it's probably going to grow out looking pretty cool, but it'll probably be another six months or something before it's like really like the, the length that looks cool. Well, yeah. 
quote unquote cool. Then I realized, you know, I live in Daly City and, <laughs> you know, there's like hella dudes that rock like the long hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm just going to look, I'm just going to look exactly like one of those dudes. And I was like, do I want to do that? And I was like, uh, and I think I was sitting on that barber chair today and I was like, no, maybe I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, shouts to them though, because like, you know, they're like rocking it. And I, I think I probably could have rocked it, but like, that's also a commitment, right? Yeah. Uh, when it gets to summertime, I'm not gonna, I'm probably gonna be hating it. Yeah. Cause my head gets hella hot. You know, honestly for me, when I had long hair, it, it was only really, I, I liked it because I would just wear hats all the time. But when I would have to be dressed up, whether it's for work or our friends weddings, that was always a little bit of a nuisance. Yeah, definitely. So it's pretty obvious that John and I have known each other for a long time, probably over 20 years now. Mm. And uh, we started this podcast because we realized that we didn't really have much time now that we like live far away and have kids. So we don't have time to just kind of like chill and talk about the stuff that we really like the way that we used to when we were much younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spend our time talking about movies, TV shows. You talk about wrestling. I talk about video games, mm-hmm. um, comic books, and, you know, just to see if our new statuses or kind of somewhat new statuses as, as dads um, have an impact on how we consume the stuff that we consume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is episode 24, um, and we've started, what, maybe a year and a half ago? Yeah, our first vo- our first folder in our, uh, our, our drive folder was in May. Okay, okay. Yep. So... I think as a as a goal for 2019 is to get a oh, little May, bit. Oh, May, my bad. May May 2017. Okay, okay. Yeah. So coming up on two years. Mm-hmm. So I think our one of our biggest goals for 2019 is to try to get on a more regular schedule. Yeah. Um, it has certainly been difficult. Um, hashtag dad life. Uh, to find things, you know, like to find some time and and whatever, but. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to get into a pretty good cadence and, you know, not have three-hour podcast recordings. Yeah. Um, so, I think I would love to start with, um, this is kind of not something that's really on our outline, but you kind of had mentioned it yesterday, but, mm-hmm. um, and it could actually kind of evolve into, which are our main topic, but... You had like this idea of kind of what, not necessarily resolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, um, or goals, or basically, is there anything that you're looking forward to as a dad? Right. Um, for this year. Yeah, it's like the 2019 outlook for for this whole fatherhood thing. 
Yeah. I mean, you have a toddler now at, at yeah. two and a half year old. So like, what do you think? What are you, what's your outlook looking like? Well, for outlook, definitely the, one of the big landmarks that we're going to be crossing is going to be the potty training. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've kind of introduced it a little bit with Malcolm for the past half year. He's had a pot, like uh, a seat. And for a while we were having him sit there at least once a day at night. And he was down to do it. Cause pretty much that was his time to watch videos on I- an iPad. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> and eventually it's turned into him just wanting to sit there and watch, watch the iPad. iPad. Yeah. So we kind of killed it. Also, we ended up moving, so that kind of um, kind of put a little detour in it. So, but the good thing is that there's now that at his daycare, which is crazy, he's one of the oldest in the daycare. He might be the oldest. I, no, no, no. He's the second oldest. Um, but when you first put him into this daycare, he was like I think the second or third youngest. So, um there's a bunch of kids that are his age that are going to be going through potty training soon. So we feel it's a good time to introduce it because if his buddies, there's a girl named Sam and there's a girl named Kristen who are, whose parents are kind of getting ready to get them potty trained. Uh If they all can go through it together, I think it's going to be a lot easier to, um, to have it, uh, to have it happen. <laughs> Cause then there's going to be some social, some social support in that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the main thing. I mean, hitting three and whatever all that means. And then, um, hitting the quote unquote terrible twos, which I don't really believe in. I mean, I know that toddlers go crazy, but I don't necessarily think it's terrible. I think they're just being who they're supposed to be. <laughs> But Malcolm's also taking it easy on us, so sorry, other parents, if you did have terrible twos. Um, well, there's also like the three major, so yeah, you, you might you might be dealing with that. We might hit hit yeah. So that, and then I think the other one is just going to be we're for sure. Well, we're not sure yet, but you know we're pretty set on. Taking taking a big family trip to Europe, which we were supposed to do last year, but we killed it for numerous reasons. So that long of a trip at his age is gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's also gonna be interesting. Yeah, good luck with that, man. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, well. Ginny is actually went started going full time to her uh, preschool now. Uh, so basically, a pre K program that is part of uh, one of the benefits of Tessa's work. So it's pretty cool. Like it's a Bright Horizons program. Um, the teachers are awesome. The the kids are awesome. The curriculum's awesome. The the facilities are awesome. It's expensive. Uh, but anyway, we had, she had always been doing the kind of local parks and rec preschool program, right? Mm -hmm. Which is 
couple hours, two days a week, and it was fine. It was I think it was a great way to kind of introduce her into sort of some structure. It was cheap, right? Like, and I was, uh, uh, I was around to kind of take her to and from and just kind of do that. So she'd been doing that for maybe like a year and a half, almost two years. And um, we wanted to put her into something a little bit more advanced. Um, so we decided to start doing this program, which ended up being Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We started that in October. Mm-hmm. It took her a little while to kind of get used to it. You know, she would, um, you know, kind of cry when we would drop her off because she wasn't necessarily comfortable yet. She'd say that she'd miss her mommy or her daddy or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, she started to really enjoy it. I mean, we knew she would love it, right? At the end of the day, we picked her up. She loved what she did during that day. But then yeah. she'd have a day off, and then she'd have to go back. And then mm-hmm. she'd and then she'd do her little, you know, complainy thing. Yeah. And then so that would kind of happen. And then, like, the holidays come, and she's off for two weeks, and she's at home. So, you know, yeah, it's kind of starting that whole routine all over again. Yeah. Um. And for a period of time, she was doing like the three days a week and still doing the two days a week at the Parks and Rec thing, right? Uh, but at the beginning of this year, she stopped doing that, the two, the the Parks and Rec program. Um, and we had just kind of been casually asking her like, hey, do you want to go five days a week? And, you know, in the beginning, she was kind of like, mm, no, it's okay. I like hanging out at home with... Ellis and grandma or whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, which was fine. And then, uh, yeah, like this week, actually, um, there was room for her to continue to go yeah. um, and fill out the rest of her days. And she loves it, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, it's not that big of a deal. She enjoys going. But then now it's. Uh, understanding that she needs to go to sleep, you know, every day, just like it's a normal school thing, right? Right. So that's a long way of kind of saying that we're going to be, one of the outlooks for this year is prepping her for kindergarten, mm-hmm. which will happen towards the end of the year, um, in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a thing, and you know, potty training too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the way that we did it with Ginny, there was we we didn't really put too much pressure. Yeah, uh, we tried a couple of times on long weekends to just like, you know, okay, you're just in underwear instead of in. Mm-hmm. You know, those those two weekends didn't work out. Um, <laughs> It wasn't until she was three where she actually like wanted to. So yeah. I mean, we're yeah, not yeah. in that. We're not in that like huge rush. Yeah. Um, if if we somehow get clues that he wants to, then maybe we'll we'll try it. I mean, yeah. he he puts his like stuffy on the toilet, his his like stuffed otter on the toilet sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. So did you guys with with Ginny did it just 
so the long weekends didn't work. We're actually going to try to do that next weekend. But um, with Jenny, she was asking for it. And so you just started sitting her on the toilet more or did you? No, it wasn't that she was asking, necessarily asking for it, right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when we did the weekend thing, we would just say, okay, go sit on the potty, go sit on the potty. And then um, it, it didn't work because she would pee and then she'd be like, oh, I need to go to the potty. But she was a little too late, right? And it's like, okay, maybe this isn't working. Uh, also, because we ran out of, she ran out of pants hella fast in like yeah. a weekend. So like, all right, maybe she's not ready. And the next yeah. time we did it, like she was kind of getting it like with the, when she wanted to go pee, like she was yeah. kind of getting it. Yeah. And then she had like, um, she had an accident, like when she like pooped and she kind of like freaked out because, because yeah. like, she started seeing it on the floor and you know, it's like she, it's, it's almost like she knew she needed to go, but was a little bit too late. And then she kind of freaked out and, um, I was like, okay, well, you know, and that kind of was like a, kind of a, a little bit of a setback. And then, you know, I think it was also the, the communication. I mean, we were able to communicate with her pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time that she was like turning three or whatever. Yeah. So we weren't really, you know, like, like I know my buddy Emery, he had his daughter was like potty trained at like 18 months, which was like ridiculous. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I was like, man, that, that I felt like that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure, yeah. <laughs> like for us. Yeah. But then you know, well, I was like, okay, well, whatever. They'll do it on their own time. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that was fine. Um, but with Ginny, I think I don't know. Just something just clicked, where she understood that like she wanted to sit on the potty, or like she wouldn't resist when we're like, hey, go sit on the potty. Right. Then yeah. she'd go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we definitely did some, uh, we gave her treats. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we gave her, um, like if she, if she'd go pee in the potty, we, she'd get like one pocky, one pocky stick. Yeah. And then if she, if she went poo in the potty, then she would get three pocky sticks. Um, but then grandma would just like give it, like give it to her for snacks. It's like, no, those are special. Yeah. You know, so Yeah, we we're our the way that we've been going about it is mostly just um reading his cues to see if he's ready. And there's occasionally times when he's he actually asks for his diaper change. Um and sometimes that he actually calls out when he's pooping. Yeah. So, you know, those are good clues, but it's also like, those are yeah, yeah. times. So, you know, we're, we're definitely going to go into space and kind of think about like our other friends and y- using the the prize method. And I remember seeing the stickers that some of our friends have used. Oh, and I right, also remember right. like some of our friends who wanted the kids to take their 
or basically we're down with letting the kids kind of guide their readiness, but at the same time had to get into preschool and <laughs> they had a timeline because then the, you know, the preschool wasn't going to do diapers. <coughs> and then I'm hearing, hearing them talk about how just like two days before or the week before they, they went to preschool, they kind of just, it kind of flipped the switch and they were down, you know? Yeah, that's true. Supposedly, from what Hung's mom has told us a few times, Hung potty trained herself at like a year. <laughs> like one year old? Yep. Jeez. That is the story. And I'm like, well, I could see it from her personality wise, but I'm like, supposedly just she just did it. Like okay, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Pre- pressure's on Malcolm. I know when he's turned that year, or I don't know if it was two. Maybe it was two. I don't remember. But basically, the it was it just happened to be flip the switch. Did it one weekend. Bam! Didn't even have to do the actual training. She just did it. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about about Ellis, man. That that guy's a fool sometimes. So <laughs> we'll see. I think a big goal for me this year too is to kind of try and balance some of my own personal creative goals along with the rigors and responsibilities of you know fatherhood as well right like right. um it's it's very easy to get caught up into just kind of like getting through the day with your kids and just like not uh and kind of pushing aside any pursuits, create any creative pursuits, right? So I yeah. think this year, with Ginny going to kindergarten later in the year, and then Ellis, um, now that he's a toddler and can kind of be a little bit more self-sufficient, um, I do have goals to be more creative. Um okay particularly like with more filmmaking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thankfully over the past uh, year, almost year and a half, I've been able to work steadily in video uh, as like a kind of like a permalance, uh, permalance video editor and producer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm much more confident now to uh, try and, you know, utilize these skills for my own personal projects. Right. Like, I know that I, I think last year I was probably was like, oh, yeah, I want to do a project. And I'm going to also take it, uh, take a different approach. Like, I think last year and previously I was like, well, let's let's just focus one at a time. Right. Like do one project. 
work on that and then you know and then then go to the next one right uh i don't think that really worked because sometimes projects can stall out for mm-hmm. one reason or another yeah you get you get busy right like i think what i want to try and do this year is work on maybe three or four and then just kind of chip away at each one. Mm-hmm. Um, like if something stalls, continue that momentum, but just transfer it into a different project and try and get that as far as that could go. And then until something else comes up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try that this year, I think. Well, are, are they, your project's going to be short films? E- uh, I think one will be. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one is going to be kind of more of a, a practice, a quote unquote practice short film, right? Like I, uh, I recently reopened this like super old short play that I wrote, you know, uh, probably almost 15 years ago. And then I was like, oh wait, you know what? This I remember enjoying the process of putting this thing together. Maybe I can do a quick adaptation and make it like a short film, right? Mm-hmm. But the purpose is it for it to be like the super awesome short film is more like, hey, let's see if I could like get this to a place where it might be fun for some actors to perform this. And then I can basically shoot and direct it as generally as an exercise for everybody. Right. You know, right. And, and, you know right. just to kind of keep the, uh, keep the skills sharp. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see if I can actually execute what I would like to for like a, a short story like this. So that's, that's one project. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned before too, like I wanted to do that longer form documentary um, and I think I'm at the place right now where I was like, you know what, let me chip away at that. Um, that's a huge project. And I think that's, it's one of those projects that you, you have to, you know, there might be a few weeks or even months before, um, you could move to the next step or something yeah. like that. Right. So that's, that's right. kind of partly why. I wanted to try like a more shotgun approach this year with creative stuff. So, yeah. Um, so those two are, are, are certainly, uh, some projects. And then also, um, working on, um, uh, these, these would be more like paid, paid work. Um, yeah. but also, um, it's, it's paid work but still create like pushes pushing myself creatively. It would be trying to uh, do more video work that, uh, I don't know, what's the best way to say it? It's just kind of just to build on my uh, portfolio. Like to do things that you know, like that, that may be outside of what you would like instinctually go to in terms of, filmmaking or editing i would yeah yes probably um yeah so these would be uh 
projects that uh, I don't have that much experience in. Um, so I'm looking forward to kind of doing more stuff to kind of just expand, um, you know, my knowledge and experience for that particular type of video project. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we've, I mean, we've talked about the fact that we haven't really had much time to do anything creative. Do you have any, uh, personal goals, uh, creatively this year? Uh, not in particular. I was thinking about that when we first started talking about this, um, a few weeks ago and in terms of anything outside of this podcast or anything that's kind of related to it, not really. Um, I do want to do more interviews, mm-hmm. whether we're, we're, we do them together and we have someone call in or we, we meet somebody, but I feel like there's lots of really interesting stories that be told just within our friend circles. Yeah, definitely. I've I've just, certainly thought of some too. Yeah. And so I, I I want to get to that because then some of it relates directly to this podcast. Some of it might be a little bit um different. Um and actually I thought about doing other kinds of like recordings about more like or some like topical stuff, but I forgot what the 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 perspective was. This is a few weeks this is a few months ago. But I definitely want to interview some more of our friends or colleagues or people I know in my circles that are fathers or mothers kind of with the same bent. Like, sometimes it's just straight up parenthood stuff, but there's also like one thing I want to talk to definitely will sit down and and talk to her at some point is because she said she's down to do it is uh, my friend Lisa who introduced Miss Saigon to my to me during college mm-hmm. and ha- after having seen Miss Saigon in the theater a couple months ago definitely had some reactions so I wanted to talk to her about it because you know she's when she first heard it, she was in high school, and her understanding of of uh, culture and politics and um, stories like uh, stories of people of color being written by non people of color is a uh, right, right. You know, she's a lot more conscious of now, right. So I'm really kind of interested to, to see how she she manages that because you know we talked before about the whole idea of like do we do we disconnect ourselves from media that we used to love before because sure. of the, the context that we have now. Yeah. So I think I'll be I, I want to do more of that stuff. That sounds good. Yeah. Hey man, don't don't wait for me if you if you have some something. I think you know I think even just for me uh just as a listener i'd love to hear your discussion about that cool 
Yeah, and I, I think we can bring it back here too. I mean, I think there's either we can have her on or I can do it individually with her and then we can listen to it and then respond to it. But well, given our given our technical difficulties, you know, <laughs> maybe it uh, it might be easier to just like show up. Yeah. Like meet at a cafe, just turn the recorder on and just yep. just go. Yep. And that's a good thing is that I do that's partially why I have a new setup is I bought a uh, a higher end portable microphone that can also be used as a USB microphone for those purposes where like if instead of having to worry about our internet connections or settings in our browsers or <laughs> our laptops just turn it on and just have a conversation I felt like an idiot man I'm here I'm sitting here like I'm sitting here in at my desk and I've got like my DJ controller here, my mixer here. Like I do video editing and I'm like, my PlayStation <laughs> is hooked up all every, everything is like, you know, perfectly set up. And I couldn't figure out why this stupid computer <laughs> or why the stupid Google Hangouts wasn't recognizing my camera and yeah. mic. And I'm like, what, what is going on, dude? Yeah. Well, my microphone wasn't working because I didn't turn on the uh, the volume. Like it was all set up, so it's all it's part of the rust. It's part of like you know talking De- about definitely. It's, 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 part of the rust. it's it's rusty. It's rusty. We usually ramble on and on and on. So I think, in the interest of time. We're just gonna re- we're just gonna reduce it to just one thing. Yeah. Okay. So you go first. Okay. So mine, I guess, would be you know, definitely would be. I, I think I mentioned it before, but I what one of the shows that Hung and I've been watching pretty regularly this season has been A Million Little Things on ABC. And um. I'm not really sure if it's a really good show. It's definitely popular because at least it got, it's been renewed to a second year. But the reason I'm into it is just because I really like family or friend ensemble dramas. Okay. And this probably goes way back to my Dawson's Creek stuff. Um, And so that's pretty much, it's a story about, a group of friends and their significant others or whoever else is in that kind of extended circle dealing with loss, right? Because one of their uh, really good friends or someone's husband, someone's dad uh, committed suicide and, you know, killed himself. And that's pretty much a story. So we talked about this before. If anyone's watched it, I think you know it. Partially the reason why I've been into it has been... Um, outside of that fa- friend drama, I mean, maybe it's not so much why I'm into it, but it's definitely something I've been reacting to, is that there's a character in there named Eddie who I've been tweeting over the past couple of weeks saying he's the worst <laughs> because he he in, in the show he cheated on his wife with, played by Grace Park, right? Played by Grace Park. Um... I still stand for Grace Park. She, she's, you know, she she could definitely benefit for better from better writing because her character's been relatively like 
either just nothing or one dimensional. Yeah. And partially, I think this is one of the issues is with Eddie is that he, so he cheated on her because they were in a loveless marriage and she was too busy with work all the time. He was at home taking care of their son. Um, he's a former rock star uh, who had to give up that life to take care of a kid um, and also is a recovering alcoholic. Wait, he, wait, former rock star? Yeah, like he was a lead singer or like a... Yeah, he's a lead singer of a band. Okay. Yeah. So um, he cheated on her with a woman who happened, who had, who happened to be the wife of one of his best friends who is the one that killed himself. Right. So that's, you know, a little soap opera in here, but the reason why I've been reacting to it lately is the way that I feel like the way that they've been writing his character is that they're trying to make his whole thing sympathetic about, you know, like, Oh, this is the reason why he committed. I mean, he, this is the reason why he, he cheated on his wife. Cause you know, he was, he was hungry for human connection right? and this and that. And, you know, I think that that's fine in character. We've seen that a lot of times, but I feel, I felt like they were at least early on, were leaning heavily on kind of demonizing her. (laughs) I'm like, why she's, going to work and t- trying to take care of yeah, a family. Yeah, she's, provi- and, she's right. providing for her family, right? Right. And this dude at this point in his life has nothing else to offer because he's a piano teacher. Because yeah, he's a former rock star. What else kind of skills does he have? Um, anyway. So I've been I've been reacting to that. And then something that Dang, hate for uh, musicians right there, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah, I totally hate musicians. <laughs> no, um, get your guitars and keyboards away from me. Learn, learn to code. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go get a real job. Um, they uh, so he, the complexity with him is that he's a really good dad, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's present. He knows how to how to communicate with her son. All that stuff obviously took care of him, but the the wait, how old's the kid right now? Uh, I'm not even sure. I think he's supposed to be maybe nine or ten or eight or something. Um, he's also supposed to be half Asian, half white. But Hung and I always laugh because like that dude's that kid's totally full Asian. Um, <laughs> but um, the the foil to that is that you know he's. I guess depending on what your perspective is, he could also be a pretty crappy husband. And then there's a kind of like that conflict that I'm thinking about where it's like, does, does being a great dad absolve you from being a crappy husband? And I think that's kind of like a little bit of what they're writing. And, you know, they're probably doing this on purpose. So people are reacting to it. Right. Yeah, but, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's been pretty interesting. I mean, that's that's a certain layer to the show that's not really like the biggest layer, but obviously for me, because um, everything dad related, I kind of reflect on that I watch. Sure, sure. Or read or whatever. 
well, do you feel like you're getting pulled one way or the other? Like, are you, are you, how do I, how do I put this? Are you just kind of like, oh, I like him because he's just a really good dad. Like, who cares? Or it, it, are you really just like conflicted? Um, No, I'm not conflicted at all. I don't really like his character much. I, <laughs> I think he's been problematic and it's not the actor. He's fine. It's just the, how they're, you know, the, the you understand what the writers are doing yeah. right I, well like, for me it's like i don't think there's there's a lot of weight in his side of the story gotcha okay you know that's like, fair i understand that not all relationships there's going to be ups and downs in relationships and stuff and you know there's been other more nuanced media or there's been other stories that have had more nuance with the whole um, cheating thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. Oh. It it feels like <clears throat> the the cheating thing was the the easiest way to to kind of like get that to express that conflict. Yeah, and I feel like it, because the centerpiece of the 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 group of friends are got. Uh, uh, a group of guys, right? Like the boys, right? So on some level, all four of them are supposed to be like the protagonists. Sure. And everyone else is kind of like a, you know, there's a... They're the ones that caused obstacles. Yeah. I mean, they're not necessarily antagonizers, but they're, they're, they're adding to whatever it is that they have to react to as a protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like he's really empty as a character because nothing that he's done and he's felt like he's had, he's had some guilt over it, but I don't feel like there's anything re necessarily redeeming about his character outside of being a good dad. Um, that makes him likable. Well, what makes him a good dad? Like, or sympathetic. What, what is a show, uh, how do how do they depict him as a dad? Is it just because like he just understands his son, or like they, they have a really good relationship? They they talk more. the The story with their family is that because she is at work, she doesn't really the the wife didn't really spend that much time with the kid, and he she ended up missing a lot of like random things like I don't know, you know, school plays or whatever. So it's basically um, a gender swap from the, what, yeah. what's normally yeah. portrayed. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like she's not a horrible person. And she was introduced early in the show. Like her friend, like his friends understood that they they need to split up and you know the guy his back and all that stuff and it's evolved a little bit but anyway that's that's I, I don't really I, I feel like he's probably the most problematic character in terms of like having any kind of buy-in. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think for I I I haven't seen the show but you know from your description of the character. I feel like I could relate to 
just kind of being the one that's that's home and not not yeah. kind of be I think I mentioned this in the past too, but you know, to transition from someone who's contributing to the household income to just kind of not, but then primarily being a caregiver, that that was a challenge for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. emotionally, psychologically. So I guess I could kind of see how this guy who's a musician and you know like feeling like inadequate right Mm -hmm. and um and it might even be worse because of the social norms of who should be the breadwinner right all that stuff um but what i don't understand is that like all that you're risking just for like some affection or Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. Cause it's not just a random other woman that he's has some connection with. It's also his best friend's wife who is also experiencing the same thing as he is like having that disconnection, disconnection, disconnect sure. from her partner. Like they're both kind of, they gravitate they're in the same each thing. other yeah, because yeah. they're experiencing the same thing. Right. Well, I don't um, know. Do you think that's better than if, if it was just some, like, random chick at a bar? Like, I Well, I think for the the purpose of the story, for the show, it makes more sense. I mean, it, that's it, yeah, that's it, true. It like, a lot of more stories. That's 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 true. Like it, this yeah. is not this is that's not happening in the vacuum. This is just like for the for the sake of yep. creating more melodrama for this for the yeah. show, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and the first the first half of the season was a lot of basically guilt, like you know, like when which that part I could tell that you know as a human can identify with with anyone in that show is that no one's perfect they were building up this character who committed suicide to be perfect, which I thought was an issue early on until they started unraveling that character. Um, or unlay- uh, opening up the layers to that character. But a lot of the first half of the season was basically all of them trying to manage their guilt Yeah. within their, their mourning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for Eddie and Delilah, who were the, the partners who were cheating, um, you know, they were wrestling with, did he know John's the character who committed suicide? Did John know that they were messing around? Is that the reason why he, why he, part of the reason why he, yeah. yeah, you know, um, who's the actor that plays the guy that committed suicide? Ron Livingston, my dude from Swingers. That's that's my reference. <laughs> yep, mine too. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's what I was reacting to last week. I do like the show a lot. I'm not sure if a lot of people do. <laughs> um, I like it better when it's less. I've had issues with how they've been advertising it the past few months or maybe the past month um, where they're just amping up a lot of the sauciness of it 
rather than the tenderness of it. Because I, I feel like the reason why I, I go back to the show and want to watch the show, continue to watch the show, is that there are really good human parts to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in vulner- vulnerabilities and um, tackling different things that people are going through, but not necessarily uh, exploiting those situations. Yeah, I see. Um, except for this recent episode, the most recent episode, I have. I'm not sure how I feel about a certain thing that happened, but that's why I like it better. It's not so much like all the the drama and going like, "Ooh, what happened here?" That's, right. that, that mystery, that that social mystery is cool and all, but for me, the best part's the 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 tenderness of of this group of friends. living living life and trying to live it together yeah yeah cool cool yep Yep. that's me actually speaking of uh ron livingston he's actually in the movie that i wanted to discuss oh yeah yeah uh so i watched uh tully which is a uh Film written by Diablo Cody from Juno fame and uh, also directed by Jason Reitman of Juno fame. Juno fame. So it's actually the third collaboration between these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Charlize is in it. And Charlize actually was also the star of their second collaboration, which I think was called Young Adult. I never saw that. Mm-hmm. Um but basically, Charlize plays a mom who is having a third kid with her husband, played by Ron Livingston. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is exhausted and needs help. So she hires a night nanny, um, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know if this exists in real life, but somebody just comes, um, a nanny comes, basically at night and you know kind of takes care of the house and watches the kid and just kind of wakes you up when it's time to nurse and basically to help you get some sleep mm-hmm. and and get get your shit done right yeah um and i really liked it you know uh there's something about the way jason reitman understands like humanity um, I feel like all his movies, he, it feels so real. Like the characters feel real. They feel lived in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And then Diablo Cody, I know Juno was known for its like kind of hip dialogue. And um, there really isn't, this feels like much more mature. Like the dialogue I enjoyed in, mm-hmm. in this one. Mm-hmm. But it feels much more mature. Um, and, like, obviously this is, uh, the main character is a mother. Um, but me watching it as a father was really impactful. You know, mm-hmm. just um, being able to sympathize and empathize with um, with moms who have gone through these emotions just like the situations are so real 
um, the re like Charlize's reactions and like, you know, a lot of times, <laughs> you know, like it, it feels like, um, if, if you consider like mom movie or like, uh, family movies, that's like all the, all the fun stuff is like what you see on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and then all the, all Real. the shit that that you don't that you don't the real shit that you don't yeah. post is kind of what you see in 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 this movie um but there's like yeah i mean i was really impressed with uh the the experience of watching it right like i mm-hmm. just enjoyed it there is a like plot device um that I think a lot of people complained about. Mm-hmm. Um, like they didn't like it. I was fine with it. Uh, you know, they, it, it wasn't like a super revolutionary plot device or anything. We've seen it before. Um, a lot of people complained about it. And I think they were knocking the film because of that. Yeah. I suppose, which is fair. Um, but, yeah, I, I still I still really liked it. Um, it sounds really interesting. It's good. I mean, it's. I think if you if you like Juno, I haven't mm-hmm. seen Juno in a, in a while. Um, but, you know, there's there's the motherhood aspect of that too, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's certainly much more mature. Um. Charlize, man, like, yeah. As an aside, the last few years she's been kicking some ass, mm-hmm. like yeah. literally, like Atomic Blonde and like Mad Max. Mad Max, yep. And then, um, and then she's in kind of these like kind of more heartfelt, kind of real ones. Yeah, she definitely has a range that she hits, like all of them. <laughs> It's funny because she always has, right? I think so. Yeah. You know? I've always been a fan of hers. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's funny, Ron Livingston plays the husband and, and father. And uh like I'm not sure if he's not, he's not, I think some people might like might react to him being painted as like a bad, bad dude. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really think so. Um, there, there was just some, a really just funny, funny part where like he, he'll, uh, and this, this is how I know that like, it's, uh, a younger writer Mm -hmm. who's doing this because when, um, right before they go to bed, like, uh, Charlize will go to sleep and then um, the Ron Livingston, the husband will like turn on the TV, put his headset on and play like video games, like call of yeah. duty yeah. Right, right while uh, she's sleeping. I was like, never really seen that por- you know, like that portrayal of a dad <laughs> too often. Right. It's yeah. like, and I guess it makes sense, right? Like mm-hmm. the video game generation are all parents now. So, that's how they get the time in, especially since 
I could particularly relate to that since I've been playing Battlefield Five for like the last month. Yeah. When Tess is asleep right next to her with your headphones? No, I'm in the other room. <laughs> I'm in the other room. Yeah. I I moved the PlayStation out of the uh, the front TV, put it in kind of the office, and plugged it into the my monitor. Mm-hmm. So I can like be closer to it, <laughs> and, and I, hey man, I actually play better when uh, <laughs> when the TV's not so big. And then you know, yeah, Battlefield Five is fine. You know, um, speaking of Charlize and Mad Max, this is a total tangent, and maybe we should do a, um, add another segment at some point, talking about. Um, what our kids are into right now, the stuff that's on re- repeat. But oh um, yeah, that would be a, a kind of fun one, especially now because you know, like when we first started Malcolm, you know, we talked about it, like I can't really talk about books or movies or music too much because everything's based off of what we were playing him. Yeah, but now he has taste. The little tangent is that I've never watched Happy Feet until the past two months and he's it's one of the movies that he's put on been putting on repeat hmm. but that was directed by um george miller what yeah and then i was like is that the same george miller as a mad max george miller and it is and i also realized going through wikipedia that he also directed babe <laughs> no shit yeah Yeah, nice. Cool. Well, great. Dead moments. I can't think Mm -hmm. of one right now, but you can go. You can go if you have a dead moment. I do. It's kind of, it's not really a serious one. Um, It has nothing, actually has nothing to do with Malcolm or me being a dad. It's more of maybe perspective. You know, like, uh, you've seen those athletes that when they have a kid, they rebrand their jerseys with senior, right? It's like they, let's say, like, I had a kid, an athlete, and I named them John, and so they'd be John Jr. Yeah. Or whatever. So then my my jersey would be my last name. Senior. Senior, right? And before I was always... I was, I used to think, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, that they're they're honoring their kid like that, and like they're um, they're really proud to be dads. And so, I saw a recent athlete during a Warrior game on another team that did that. Then I'm like thinking, like, that's a <laughs> for me. I was just more like, that's kind of that's a lot more about you than it has to do with <laughs> your kid, you know? Totally, totally. One thing is a senior piece is like, okay, I want everyone to know I'm a dad and I'm a caring dad and I'm an awesome dad, right? Okay, that's fine. Be proud, right? But the other part about it is... You named him after yourself. You named him after yourself. (laughs) And I know that's the old school thing to do. Like, you know, like there's hella juniors from like older generations. But like at this point, it's kind of like... It's... 
it, yeah, it's just totally uh, e egotistical kind of thing. Like, oh, I love this, my kid. I love my firstborn son so much that he has to have my name. Like, no, I'm not really feeling that. No, I'm not feeling that either. Well, yeah. I mean, I say that as a junior, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but that's what you know. And I thought about it. Like, I guess if you had a son and you were a junior and you wanted to have to to add like extend the the line that you'd have then you'd be the second and instead of um, ellis being ellis he could be anton the third right um that's so pretentious it, man it is pretentious but at least there's a little bit of a connection there you know what i mean like to to something bigger than yourself but when you're just naming your kid your name it's unique to you. Like it has no real, like I'm not named after one of my grandparents. I'm not named after one of my um, parents, best friends or something. I, you know, <laughs> I was named after the Pope. Um, then it just becomes about you and like you, you branded your son, your name and whatever that means. Yeah, anyway. I mean, talk about like, talk about putting pressure on the kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's uh, if 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 the seizure is successful. Yeah, well, and the thing about it too is that you know, like with parenting, it's. I think it's great to be self-aware and be proud of your successes and to celebrate them and to share wisdom. And it's also great to be self-aware about failures and um, mistakes and learning from them. But there's a piece about like making the parenting all about you, which is kind of like for, uh, maybe it's more of a self check that I don't want that to be me. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So anyway. Wait, as, as an aside though, yeah. Robert Griffin. Yes. Is he the third? Yes. Or do they just call him RG3 because that's his number? It's, it's Robert Griffin the third, right? He's the third, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I was like, wait, is he RG3 because of the number or because he's Robert Griffin the third? But then I thought about, I was like, who the hell calls up Robert Griffin? As yeah. Yeah. No, he's a he he's the third in in that line of names in his family. So if he had a fourth or if his son was Robert Griffin the fourth, then I could understand that. Because it's not just about him. I mean it still could be. I mean it could be, but there's Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have an excuse now. You have an excuse, yeah. Wait, though, but so like if you're a junior, I don't think you become the second. Like automatically, no. You you have to have a third. I mean, there has to be the third, right? No, but even still, do, does that automatically happen? Because like, because because then Ellis wouldn't be Anton Junior. Anton Junior Junior. <laughs> no, I know that, but like, if he's the third, then obviously the Junior is the second. So I don't know yeah. if there's actually you change. But like, like legally, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
No, because like, what if you skip a generation? Like, oh, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if so, yeah. if you're the well, I guess well, I nobody, nobody really does the second though. If like, if you, for example, if you're named after your grandfather or your great grandfather, yeah. right? Like, no one says, "Oh, I'm the second. Yeah, right? unless you're, you're you're royalty, right? Right? Or a pope, right? right. Uh, <laughs> or pretentious, I guess. Or saint, or pretentious. Well, let, let's say like Ellis names. Ha- let's say Ellis has children and has a boy or a girl and names them Anton or something. Uh, they wouldn't be Anton the Third. They'd no. just be Anton, right? They'd just be right. No, but what yeah. I'm I'm like because I guess what I'm saying, like, so if if there was, like, I don't I don't think I would even if Ellis was named Anton the Third. I don't know if I necessarily become the second legally. Yeah, I don't think legally. Yeah, so I, it'll it'll still be like my dad would be the senior, then me yeah. junior, and then just the third, right? Yeah, yeah. This is fucking stupid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to out the the athlete, even though I'm, he's never going to hear this. Um... I mean, what? Yeah, I mean the conversation that we, we were just having about like whether you're <laughs> the, whether you're ju- junior or it changes to second, like. That part is stupid. Whatever you want to name your kid, you do you. I mean, yeah, ultimately, you you do you. But I'm not going to be as uh, emotionally tied to you changing your jersey to a senior. <laughs> right, right. Um, let's see. For my dead moment, uh, I didn't think of one. But I will say that I'm proud that um, my first ear infection my first kid's ear infection happened with ellis recently um oh so that was the first one Ginny never had one man that's that's hella years i know so well done cleaning i don't know how how that happens cleaning ears or just like keeping moisture out of their ears uh well this one was because of um congestion um like ellis was sick so he had a lot of like phlegm yeah, yeah. And then all that stuff just kind of got uh caught up. It got caught up and then that's that's what caused ear infection. I was like, Oh I mean, if Ginny had one earlier, I probably would have known that, but since she never had an ear infection. But then that also might have been because we were in LA. And yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not that cold there and maybe colds don't last too long. Um, I think that's what happened here. Uh, Ellis got a cold and just yeah. couldn't, just couldn't couldn't kick it until until it it got a little worse. That's that's still a long track record. I mean, that's still not a track record. That's, that's still a long. That's yeah, a lot man, of like, parenting years to to be able to not have to ex- to deal with that. So ear infection, yeah, yeah, very cool. Those advanced metrics you're using to parent, you know, <laughs> those, those analytics. No, it was, uh, it was park adjusted because we were in LA. Uh. <laughs> park adjusted. Um. 
anyway i think that should probably wrap it up for yeah. this episode of the pop culture podcast um definitely give us a follow on twitter and on facebook pop culture podcast our twitter handle and instagram handle at pop culture pod right yep and we're gonna work on getting those more active again yes definitely um but yeah for those who have listened thank you for continuing to listen um for those who are new uh hopefully you're going to be uh, on this train with us of being more regular anyway uh on behalf of john this is anton and we'll see you next time